be glorified, Lord. Jehovah Sabaoth, be glorified. You are the King of Kings. But more so, Abba Father, be glorified. For you are the one who sustains life and gives life. This morning we say thank you. We bless you. We give you glory for your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you excited? So you can do better by giving the Lord a shout and a clap. Hallelujah. Praise, your, praise the Lord. Please, um, before we do anything, uh, our brother James' mother is in the house. Oh, are you excited? Or you are jealous more? Wow. His, his mom is 16 years old. His mom is 16 years old. Hallelujah. Please take your seat in heavenly places. So today, she joined us so that she can give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you for this morning. We bless you. You teach. You explain. You bring understanding. You grant revelation, wisdom, insight. Lord, let the power of your word rub on us as we grow in you. Let us be that which you want us to do by your word. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Eh? Hallelujah. Eh? Okay, so today we decided to go this way. So there will be questions and answers time again as the Spirit leads us. Praise the Lord. So this morning we are here gathered under the feet of God to learn. And we are, we are in our faith month. And everything we do by faith blossoms. It is blessed. So faith is a key, hallelujah. And because faith is the key, we will use that key to open every door. Faith can open every door. Praise the Lord. When you have faith, you will act. When you have faith, you will do. When you have faith, you will speak. Faith will put your, 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 your words into action. That's what faith does. So, um, today I'm happy to be presenting the word with my wife. Hallelujah. <laughs> So that's what we're doing today. So it will be a tag team. Uh, I'll go small, she'll go small, she'll go small, I'll go small. Praise the Lord. If you want to ask her a question, ask her. If you want to ask me, ask me. You can ask a general question and we'll answer by the grace of God. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. By the way, welcome to Grace Army Church. Um, we've been talking about the power of a seed. You remember? The power of a seed. And we said that uh, in every seed is a tree. Praise the Lord. In every seed is a tree. In every seed is a tree. Is the fruit. Is the root. The stem. The branch. And other seeds. Praise the Lord. So seeds are harvests of seeds of other trees and other roots other stems <laughs> you understand it so there are in every seed there is another tree that can grow out of it so if you want to multiply or grow you would have to either plant your life as a seed or plant your substance as a seed 
Yesterday, I heard a man of God, <clears throat> excuse me, may make a remarkable statement. He says that if God is not telling you to sow any seed, chances are that you are going to remain at that spot for a very long time. Hallelujah. When he said it, I was, I was, I was amazed. I think it's a profound statement. He said, he said, if God is not prompting you to sow seeds, chances are that you will remain at the same place for a very long time. And he said that you will remain there. You will never ever advance. And I think it is so remarkable. Every time the Lord has desired adv advancement for, from anyone, he has always pulled a seed out of that person. Praise the Lord. So last week, I started by talking about how death is the doorway to a new life. So if you don't want to die, you'll never see the new life. So the Bible says that you, were, you, were, you are dead in Christ, right? You were buried with him and you resurrected with him and you ascended with him and you are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ. So we see that there is this strong life that comes after death. So what I mean to say is that if you want to prosper by, a, by the strength of longevity, by the strength of beauty, you, you, should, you should sow something. Something must die in your life. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you can sow your life and you will multiply lives. If you keep your life, you will be single. But if you give your life out to many, you will multiply yourself in others. Praise the Lord. It goes with the departmental heads. If you keep imparting to the people you lead in the church, that department will flourish. It will blossom. It will glorify. It will become beautiful. That is what seed sowing is. So when we talk about the power of the seed, no seed can find true expression except it dies. Did you hear what I said? I said no seed can find what? True expression. And except it does what? Because we don't know a mango tree except that one mango seed is planted and dies. So death is the doorway to a new life. And that is what we established last week. So anytime there is something in your life that is so much of importance and it's like, it is, it is or last, or last, I don't know. If you, do, if you let it go, you will die. It means that you are truly going to die. Hallelujah. And so if you keep to, if you keep to it, you will die. But if you sow it, it will die, but it will multiply because it will resurrect. Hallelujah. And I said that resurrected power or resurrected life is stronger than death. So if you sow your seeds, you will, keep, you will kill poverty. Hallelujah. If, if you keep sowing your seeds of the little you have, you will kill poverty. And today we are going to look at why we are saying that. Hallelujah. So, Wifey, uh, let's go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, anytime we talk about seed sowing, you should always be excited because it means that it is an avenue for you to move on to the next level of your life financially or any other materially. Yes, let me say it that way. So when we talk about seeds, anytime you hear about seed sowing, seed sowing, you should be very excited because what it means is that the Lord is giving you the avenue to move on to your next level. Hallelujah. 
Please give me Genesis 8, verse 8, verse 22. Sorry. Genesis 8, 22. While the earth remaineth. Last week we saw this scripture. You know what? Take me to verse 20. Let's start from verse 20. Let's see where the scripture is coming from. And Noah builded an, an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. So this is, is like when the flood, Noah's flood, everything happened. And then, so the flood subsided. Noah gave the Lord an offering. And then when the Lord smelled it, it's like he gave a new order. So then he instituted this principle. 22. While the earth remaineth, meaning that as long as the earth lives, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So what it means is that so long as the earth is there, and this one it goes for both believers and unbelievers, whether the unbeliever is aware or not, if he practices it, if he practices sowing seed, he would definitely have a, have a harvest. Hallelujah. So this is a new order instituted by God. He said, so long as you sow a seed, so long as there is seed time, there is always a harvest. And this seed time is not only concerning money. It cuts across everything. Your actions are seeds. Your words are seeds. Everything you do is a seed. Your life in general is a seed. What you sow as a young person with your life, definitely when you grow, you see the repercussions. If you smoke, it's a seed. When you grow, you have problems with your lungs. The same way with drinking. So whatever we do is a seed, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, there is a seed at play. How many of you have had you you've been rude to somebody before then you notice that in a season you have people being rude to you consistently you you you've experienced it before we have all experienced it before you insult somebody and then in a season you have people insult you because when you sow a seed the harvest is not one it's plenty you have 30 fold 40 fold 60 and then 100 so when you sow a seed it doesn't come back as one it comes back multiples hallelujah please take me to galatians 6 verse 7 let's see galatians 6 7 he says be not deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So this one is in the New Testament. He's saying that don't be deceived. He said God is not mocked. This, 
the word mocked, it means to turn your nose up at God like this. So like you, you've seen in his word that you are doing this. Esawara. So he said, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, whatever, whatsoever you sow, you definitely will reap. There will be a harvest. Hallelujah. Praise God. So please, with this one instituted, let's move on to our main scripture for today. Please give me Luke, Mark 10, from verse 17 to verse 30. It's going to be a long read. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandment, Do not commit adultery, Do not kill, Do not steal, Do not bear false witness, Defraud not, Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying. And went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about, and saith unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again, and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches, to enter into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that have left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. Give me, the la give me 31. Let me add that one. But many that are first shall be last, and the last first. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Bring verse 17. Let's so... 
we can start talking about this this verse of scripture. It, it, it gives the idea that, in fact, if you look at there are three, in fact, four main issues in this whole verses that was read. <laughs> the first one talks about Jesus relating to people who are rich and talking to them about it. I remember the Bible says that tell the rich man not to trust in his riches. For riches have feathers and they can fly away. Praise the Lord. So irrespective of your position as rich or poor, the Lord is instituting the fact that you must trust in God. And we are in the month of faith. So what we are teaching is in line. If you look at it carefully, this man came to Jesus asking for one thing, eternal life. But look at the way God, Jesus, when I say Jesus or God, understand. Look at the way Jesus swayed the whole conversation. He brought him to the place of the end of himself where he says, you, you, you believe everything. You have practiced everything. And mind you, this man, he says, I've been practicing everything from my youth. What it means is that, and what, part of the Jewish culture, you must give. It's not like free will giving. No. The only time they do free will giving is when they sacrifice to God under the Jewish system. Every time you do giving, it is under compulsion. It's like when you farm, you can't take all. When you rear cattle, you can't sell all or eat all. When you have fowls, whatever you do, you must deliberately leave some for someone and it is under the law. So you can regard that as free will given. The only time he spoke about free will given is when they come to him to give to him. So in other words, it was the only time they could express love between themselves and God. So when this man was talking to Jesus, he said, oh, Bosu, this one I've been doing them since I was a young man. But Jesus was bringing him to a deeper understanding of where he stands. So verse 18. Well, let's start from verse. Okay, let's start from verse 21. Verse 21. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. <laughs> it is love that will make God explain this portion to you. It is love that will, that will allow God to open this understanding to you. Because he knows that you must be blessed. And he wants you to be blessed the right way. We all have notions. Um, I went to buy some speakers for a sister church. I decided to bless them. So when I, because the, their sound was, so I did it without them knowing. Then I bought it and I called the pastor. I said, I have this and this and this for you. So come and take. Now, it is these same speakers. When I went there to buy it and the guy said, why are you buying it? I said, oh, I'm buying it for a friend. See, but this one, they are too big for rooms. I say, yes, it's not for rooms, it's for a church. I said, okay, so what I, why are you buying it? It is the work of God. Then a guy was sitting outside. I said, I'm sorry, I'm And I asked him, what do you mean by Bibia Nyamiyejuma? I didn't know what to say. I don't know, it's like there was some uh-huh. You see, the mindset concerning people and the things of God is very low in the sense that anytime it comes to God, they think that God is only on the point of giving, giving, giving. 
But I want to show you another aspect of God, which is the fact that God is also in the aspect of receiving, receiving, receiving. Because, and, and that is the aspect where the church has not been taught well. So those days, there was a saying that, uh, keep the pastor humble and the rest will keep him poor. The congregation will keep him poor. God should keep the pastor humble and the congregation will keep him poor. I brought in this story because a lot of people don't know that when it comes to doing the things of God and giving to God, you can't see God, so you give to God through men. And when you give to God through men, God acknowledges full receipt. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Jesus was bringing this man to the place of understanding. You have done things, but it is not only in the things that you just do. You must have a deep level of commitment. And in three, we say, complete reliance on God. When you do that, then you have truly entered a realm where you can operate in unlimited resources. And, and that is what we are going to look at this morning. So he said, one thing thou lackest. One thing thou lackest. He's done everything, but he lacks one thing. Yeah. So when you look at thou lackest, it means that is the thing that he falls behind. He, it means worthless. So when it comes to him trusting God with his riches and giving it out, he falls behind. He's worthless in, in this. He doesn't have value in it. Mm. So your giving is, is it's a serious thing. Like Pastor said, when you give, you, you actually pour out your life. Yes. It is, it is not easy to give. In fact, myself, when I'm about to give, you know, it's normal. You do calculations. <laughs> uh -huh. you, you calculate before you you say that okay let me give but when you come to the point where now you have to pour out everything you have that is where the problem comes in yes yes and so in with this guy's situation like this god was actually bringing him to give everything he is not just his substance yes. because you can give what you have and not give your heart and your substance mm -hmm. and that's not what god is looking for mm -hmm. so please Let's understand as we go on reading the scripture. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor. And give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. So two conditions were given. In order to show that your heart is after him. To give out everything he had to the poor speaks of the fact that <laughs> he has something. He has something. Mm -hmm. And Jesus being a prophet or operating in the prophetic knew what was hindering the guy from accessing the divine life he was talking about. So next verse. Before you move Before, to the next okay. verse. So he said, sell whatsoever thou hast. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the root word for that whatsoever, it didn't mean everything he owned. Mm. What Jesus was saying was that give the greater portion okay. of what you have okay. so it's like you have hundred thousand cities then jesus says give ninety thousand cities to the poor and then come and follow me 
100,000. You are taking out 90,000. Then it will be left with 10,000. It's a serious thing. It is, it's, it's, it's not a joke. It's not, it's not a mere thing. Yeah, I mean, you, you can testify. Everybody sitting here. It's not like we, we are the ones who only know this. No. But you have this amount of money and then Jesus comes to you and says, take out 90,000 and give it out to and let it be left with 10,000. It will take you like weeks. If it, not years. It will take you weeks. In fact, you, you might even have headaches. You Thinking think about it over and over, over again. Over and over again. So it's not an easy thing. But yeah. then he, Jesus tells him that go and do it and give to the poor and then so that you will have treasure in heaven. So the word treasure is a deposit. Mm. So like you have deposit in heaven. So heaven becomes like your bank. So when you give, heaven is your bank. Your giving becomes a deposit. Mm. Then when it is full up, it is poured out. That is where you have treasure in heaven. So when your treasure is full, then it is poured out unto you. That is what Jesus was actually saying. And there's, there's a contrast I want to talk about quickly. You see, Jesus was saying that go sell whatsoever you have and give it out. Mm -hmm. Then when he was doing that, he compared what he had to a treasure. But we know that treasures are more valuable than our possessions. Yeah. In the sense that what we own, what we have. A treasure is something that you look forward to having. You get it? So when somebody finds a treasure... They hide it. They keep it somewhere. They are careful about it. And the treasure is most of the time valuable. I don't know why uh, you can call a pencil valuable. If you just bought, bought it this morning for let's say one CD. It cannot qualify as a treasure. However, you may buy a pencil that has 100,000 Ghana CD or dollars. If you heard that Einstein used it to solve the first something something equation. Do, do you get what I mean? It becomes a treasure. So we, when he talks about a treasure, he's talking about something of great value, something that is much more valuable than what you own. You, you get what I mean? Uh -huh. So Jesus is drawing the contrast, what you have now and the treasure that belongs to heaven or that is in heaven. And you made mention of the fact that it is a, an account. I'd, I'd rather have an account in heaven where receipts are kept. So anytime I want to do a withdrawal, I just go into heaven and I pick it. I believe everyone has an account, but a lot of times, a lot of us don't have enough deposits in those accounts because the deposits of those accounts are not the things that you keep in your physical bank account. The deposits in those accounts are the things you give, you do to people, you do for people, you do for the church of Jesus Christ, you do for the things of the kingdom. You get what I mean? So, please, let's look at this thing carefully and let's begin to understand that it is required of us to give. Yeah. But more so, to give towards the kingdom yeah. because that is where our treasures are laid. And Praise the, the Lord. And the treasure in heaven is the word thesaurus mm. meaning a wealth house. Wow. House of wealth. So, what Jesus was actually saying was not mere. When you deposit, you are depositing into the house of wealth so what your giving does is that in heaven it becomes a wealth house mm. and like i said when it becomes full it is poured out 
Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's go to the next verse. As we keep flowing. Verse 22. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved. For he had great possession. For he had what? So the man had great possession. The man had great possession. Ooh. And, and I guess that is the problem of a lot of rich men. A lot of rich men may come across as not having that heart of submission towards God. See, be careful as you want to be rich. When I say be careful, it's because riches are good. Money answereth all things, but not everything. Because sometimes because of your wealth, you can stand and feel like the things of God are mere. Sometimes I look at people who really need help from God in a certain area of their lives and they have wealth and because of the comfort of their wealth they tend to relegate the true need of their hearts to the background they keep doing it doing it doing it thereby not submitting themselves to the authority of god and something happens to them now they'll come to their wits end and trying to get what they were supposed to get long ago hallelujah praise the lord can she bring it So, when it comes to possessions and riches, you have to understand, be rich, but remain submitted under God's authority. Please, let not the wealth of a father make a son think that to follow God's ordinance and God's way is mere. I can choose to do the things I want to do the way I want to do it because, after all, I don't need anything from man. Don't make that mistake. You will worry your destiny and the destinies that must come out of you. Because understand, every life lived in this world as a parent is a seed for the children to harvest. Now, whilst the children are harvesting from those seeds, their actions and inactions become seeds for their children also to harvest from. So don't create a certain notion for your life that even though the Bible says this, even though the pastor is teaching me this, I will do that because I feel and I want it this way. When the time of truth comes, it is not what you feel and what you want that will act out. It is what is written in the word that will play out. So I submit to you this morning, the reason why this man is sad is because he had great possessions. Possessions are good old but they can limit your belief system. Now, imagine if, I mean, like I, I always go back to this because he gives me a clear picture of it. A lady was sitting in Gimpa writing, studying her master's and she collapsed in the room. He was, he was taken home and ever since, she's never stepped into the classroom again. She was young, but her mother introduced her to the business she was doing. And the mother is a million dollar personality. She controls million dollars in Ghana. And I happened to go and pray for the daughter and the daughter got healed. So many things keep coming to my mind. 
every week they spend four thousand pounds on her medications yes yes it took them years to come to their wits end to understand that this leukemia if god does not step in my daughter will die it took them years to understand they kept on buying buying buying. because why what is four thousand pounds to a million dollars do you understand the lord does not want you to depend on the things you have he wants you to depend on him so whether you have it or not he is your ultimate source and that is where the problem was with this guy so let's look at the next verse And Jesus looked around about and said unto his disciples, How hardly, how what? papa, shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? It's amazing that the Western world was once like Ghana 260 years ago before they gained independence. They were like Ghana. They used to die of things like cholera. Did you know that? Did you? Okay. Now, if they died of cholera and they died of dirty water drinking and those things, guinea worm, they were there. All this, they, they, they knew that it's called guinea worm. Worms that come out of your body because of the bad water you drink. Now, if they have all these experiences, how and, and they prayed in those days, they have history and records when you go to Ireland, when you go to Scotland, when you go to Britain, their parliament house, it is clear, bold, written scriptures on the parliament buildings. It is not, it is not quotes from Einstein. It is not quotes from Plato, Archimedes, Aris. It's not that guy. It is scripture that is on their parliament house. But today, they've thrown away the baby and the water. They've thrown away godliness and the word of God. Do you understand? Why is that so? Because when a man has got great riches, he tends to forget God. It's difficult to win the heart of a rich man. It is very difficult. If it will take a sober man, permit me to use, a man who does not have in abundance, a poor man, one week to be saved, it, would, it is probably likely to take a man one year who is rich to be saved. He may accept it to a certain level, but because of his comfort, he will block it and say, let me eat this one first. He said, let's continue next time. I have other things to take care of. I have, they are busy with the things that are fleeting and temporal. And because of that, they waste away. Let no man trust in their riches because that is this man's problem. If you don't trust in your riches, you don't mind giving it to the one you trust in. How hardly? How hardly? It's a difficult thing. So when you find out that a man is rich, take your time. Don't rush into riches. Let God give you riches. He will teach you how to sustain your riches by being humble under him. Because that is what he's looking for. When he picks you and makes you what he wants to make you, and he teaches you how to maintain, you notice that they will know that you are this, but they can also attest of the fact that you are humble. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So let's look at next verse. Is there anything you want to say? I wanted to say that this thing 
it, it, it doesn't happen to only rich people. Okay. Even poor people have this problem. Wow. Because how many poor people, like you, you have 10 CDs and you have calculated the day. Hey. And then the Lord says, give nine CDs and let it be left with your one CD. Hey. And actually the 10 CDs is all that you have. All you have. If you give that nine CDs and it's, it's left with that one CD, the following day will be a problem. So this thing is not only for the, the reason why you might think that all that it is for the rich is because their possessions are great. But how about the one to who is poor, who has a little and then a chunk is being taken out of that, that little. little for for it to be left with little crap. <laughs> the littlest yes how about that one too so jesus was actually addressing mammon he was addressing mammon so what he was saying is that don't trust in your riches or in money the minute you you know a lot of people like it when they have certain figures in their account hey. me i've heard a lot of people say i don't want to go beyond be in fact below this amount no 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 so the money will be sitting in the bank then <laughs> it brings comfort yeah and many that's what sort of like safety <clears throat> Secured. And many that's what. Yeah, I am secured. <laughs> Whatever happens. It's Felix, right? And many that's what. Whatever happens, I have this amount of money in my account. Yeah. So whatever you do does not move that person. Even if the Lord comes to say that he sees the Lord physically standing in front. Take this amount. No, I don't want to go below. You can't go. It's a, it's no, a rule. No. It's a that, standardized rule. Then that one becomes mammon. Your it God. becomes your God. Your trust is in that one. And the day that the Lord decides to blow a wind through that account and through that money for it to disappear. Do you know the amazing fact? That is where you will have the problem. You say they say they save that money, right? It's for emergency. <laughs> Truly, you will have emergency. You will be shocked. Yes. You will, you'll be taking that money out, and your heart will be glad that you're taking it out. Yeah. Just to waste on something that is actually useless. Yes. And you will find out that that money, chunk of money, is blown through your hand. And and you notice and that there's nothing you can do about when, it. When when they get into trouble, they are willing to give out everything. And that's him, no. He can even come to the pastor and say that, Pastor, you take this and pray for me. At that time, what are they doing? They are buying prayer. Exactly. Faith is not at work. They are buying prayer. So, Jesus was dealing with the guy's heart mm. where his trust was. Hallelujah. His trust was Praise the in Lord. the fact that he had great possession. He was secured in it. To take that away means that you are taking away his security. Yes. Yes. You are taking away his comfort, his trust. Mm. And that was the problem. So it means that he didn't have God as first place. No. He didn't have God as first place. 
Please don't be afraid to be broke. When you are rich, it is not in the account, it is in the heart. What did I say? I said, do not be afraid not to have physical money on you. Be afraid if you cannot believe God for the next move. One tistil. One tistil. Let me say it again. I said, don't be afraid when physically there is no money in your pocket, but be afraid when you are not able to believe God for the next move. That's why Paul said, having all and at the same time having nothing. Nothing God gave to him was able to glue him to a place of standard. His standard was beyond the material things. Be broke today and be rich tomorrow and be broke the next day and be rich the next. Don't be worried. Did you hear what I said? Don't be worried. Because when you trust in God, God knows. And if you look at the week, this week's teaching, even the midweek, I took my time to bring you into the place of trusting God, understanding. It is a delight for God to see men trust him. He will be mad about you. Look at next verse. Verse 20. Is it 24? And the disciples were astonished at his words. Why were they astonished? Why were they astonished? I think because they were rich themselves. Yes. By the way, I did a quick research on it and I found out that a Jewish boy is not rich because he worked. A Jewish boy is rich because he inherited. They, they, one of the things is that every Jewish father must leave lands, must leave blessings, must leave wealth for their children. That is how it is. So, it's like you don't grow to find out that you are poor. No. You grow to find out that there is money meant for you to use. To regain money. So, when they were talking, I mean, understand, in the Jewish system, a carpenter's son does not become a preacher. That is why they didn't understand Jesus. By the way, the carpenter they were talking about, there is not wood works. It's somebody who worked on stones. Do you understand? Hello? Okay, thank you. So that's for theological reason. Let's put it aside. So, understand that when he talks about trusting God, know that he's bringing you to the place where total reliance on him. How many of us have got our one CD pair and we finished the money and we prayed and God brought something? Let me see by hand. You finished it or you didn't give it to somebody? Good. God bless you. God bless you. Did you die? You are here. You never die. You're still here. Why can't you believe him for the next one? Don't trust in the riches. Don't trust in what you have or what you don't have so that it will condition your life. Trust in God who conditions permanently and beautifully. Hallelujah. So the disciples were astonished though. They were surprised. But Jesus answered again, saith unto them, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. So now he gave the clear understanding of what he meant in the previous verse. He said, if you trust in riches, he didn't say rich men will not go to heaven. I'm the God of Abraham, of Isaac. Today we sang about it and Jacob. They were big shots. 
these three people they were given nations isaac sown in the land and harvested and the nation were angry with him they were envious of one man may you be richer than nations Amen. in the name of jesus Amen. i say may you be richer than nations Amen. but never stop trusting him <laughs> hallelujah Amen. praise the lord are you learning at all so we see the life of this man that jesus was using as an example to teach the disciples he said but jesus answered how hard is it for them that trust in riches don't trust in riches do you know that let me show you a pattern that you trust in riches you've heard that there are private hospitals so if you want to give birth you go to the best private hospital you trust in riches Ooh. Ooh. oh no pastor it's because i have the money by record public hospitals deliver more babies and better babies than pro private hospitals is on the record why do you still want to go there class so doctor no specialist obi uh, uh, uh. they can't afford it too. they will kill to have it you trust in systems. You don't trust in the God who gives labor. You didn't hear about the Egyptian women. He said before they got to the labor, the Israelite women, he said they had done what? Giving birth. Please listen carefully. I'm teaching you. I'm your pastor. I'm teaching you. I've seen people, I want to go and talk to a specialist. Hey. Sometimes I don't understand. You want to talk to specialist oh, okay and the one who made you put a certain physiological structure beauty essence you know that precise calculation and measurement i i recently found out that there's a boy he has a certain imbalance in his brain so he can be going all of a sudden he's the man will tell him it is left instead of right so Whereas he's going, he thinks he's going right, but he's actually going left. And I, and I say, hey, then this human body is complicated, though. <laughs> so, if you find out that there is something about you, do not seek for specialists. Seek for the creator first. Somebody will argue with me in their minds. Doctor, what are you saying? Doctor, what are you saying? The doctors are useless. They are useless. No, I'm not saying they are useless. They have their place. There are times where God will actually tell you, go to the hospital and let them operate. You'll be fine. But when you don't seek God first, you start looking for solutions from men. And I told you, the Holy Spirit is a, is a gentleman. He's a standby. What do standbys do? If there's electricity in this house, do we need a standby generator? Answer, do we? No. Standbys are only in operation when the main power so if you think that he's a standby by the way he's called an advocate so he's not only a standby it is the last thing he is a standby he's an advocate whom you can ask for advice concerning issues so that you don't crash he's a counselor why won't you ask him it is it is it is all about the trust we have in god so riches they are something that blind men from seeing the real picture of this life if, if riches could do everything well, then only rich men are supposed to hit 90 years. No poor man is supposed to. Hello? 
Do you agree with me? But there is a certain grace that God gives to every man who calls upon him. There is a grace. Do not limit your life to the things you possess. Do not limit your life to the people and the specialists you know. Do not limit your life to the men around you because I know big shots. Haven't you seen? The big shots are shot by small shots. <laughs> and they become no shots. Don't get it twisted. You can't make these things up. Follow God in your true heart and your entire life. Follow him well. Praise the Lord. So riches can really stop people. Riches. It can really, really... Now, for example, um, that is why you find that rich people want to control the man of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rich people. They would like to control the man of God. What is that supposed to mean? Their riches give them a certain mentality. Pastor, it's not everything we pray about. You like praying too much. This fasting is too much. You people, you are rich. You see, that's why you, you are laughing. You, you people, when I say let's fast, you don't want to. It's because you are rich. Uh, Pastor, this one, let's just meet someone and declare it will be fine. This plenty fasting is too much. <laughs> no. No. If you are rich, according to God's standard, you follow the man of God. It gives me the chance to talk about how some people become rich after a while. Where they, they were picked from is too low for them to relate with. Like a, a, a son or a, a daughter who goes to university and your mother is from Fanchenico. She's coming to visit you in the university. No, a friend, no, so by any body, any mankini. No one, why, yeah, boom, will favorite with you. Who favorite a wolf, you know, a yeah, boom. Now, mommy, why, you know, you could like a seer, no, they No, we be say, eh, make school of agriculture. If I never walk, or name say school, no, any host of your difference. It's a dinosaur by Tuesday now, or lectures. I know, Benjamin, I say, um. Let our dear year, yes, he says, say, almost school near our banner when you in the lecture hall. Now, my miss, why could lack no bedroom now? Ferry, oh, Rafe, he said, Oh, no, mammy, now federal, not the chair university, no, I could draw. Oh, sir, me bob your power. Hallelujah, and this will ferry be a free. It's part of it. If you, if you, if you, oh, ferry baby, our free means you're ungrateful. Did you hear that? So ferry baby, I will free her. I don't want them to know I'm gone. I'm away. <laughs> you can't give glory to God. Ah, if you have me, I tell me I be any boy. Me will be some so yeah, I be me. Me I be me. If you have me, she's in the radio. I am me. Me and me and Kasem, if you have me, I am me. I Oh, there be a simple maker. If you are one permit tribe, fine, no problem. And no interest in your mere dome, one messono, and ye juma. Hallelujah. I said, This guy's problem was that he had something, and that something was his main focus. So Jesus was shifting him out of place. Let's look at the next verse as we go on. 
It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, uh, historically, they say there's a small gate. If you want to go through, you have to bend down to go through. And it was like, it's called the eye of a needle. It is the, it said the whole of the city is the eye of the needle. That's where you peep through to see if uh, an enemy is coming. Uh -huh. So, historically, I'm just giving you theological, so I have to give you that background. So, it is said that it is too small. A human being can dive through, but a camel cannot go through. So when they say it is difficult for the rich man, uh, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to in, enter into the kingdom. He was talking about a proverb or an idiom of his day. You get it? Uh-huh. In Tenye literal. It's not literal. It's <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah next verse next verse quickly and they were astonished out of measure <laughs> say astonishment no <laughs> saying among themselves who then can be saved because we all have something they are not poor people the, the disciples you see that picture they draw with some saggy brownish even they do the movies, they wear some brownish, it's like unkempt people be. It's like they are scavengers. How are you soon? Uh, Jesus had a money bag, but money did not control him. So they were astonished, even the more, saying, Who then can be saved? Next verse. And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are. Yes. Why did he say it's with men? Because men will rely on the things of men. But when it comes to having eternal life, it takes God to possess eternal life. It is not a man's thing. So Jesus was telling them, yes, with man it is impossible, but with God it is possible. So now he has dealt with trusting in God. Now let's move into another water quickly. Next verse. Then Peter began saying unto him, now, some of you, listen to you yourself in Peter's voice. Listen. <laughs> Lo, we have left all and we have followed thee. This is what a lot of people have asked. A lot of people. I remember there was a lady who used to sing in the choir in our church where I was raised. And this lady got married. All of a sudden, she stopped singing in the choir. When they asked her, my husband he likes fresh food every evening. So, you know, I have to do his food for him. So, I can't... I say, hey, me, I was young then, but I heard it. What else? Yeah, I heard it. And I heard the grown-up saying that, this girl, what she's doing is wrong. She has to understand it is God who gave her the husband. And she must still give God first place. The husband must understand that she's serving God before she got married. Encourage her to keep serving God. Well, I didn't know. I was cool about it. All of a sudden, we don't know what happened. She started coming to church and singing. <laughs> hey, listen. When the Lord lifts you up, and by your lifting, your comfort becomes your priority, your pleasure becomes your priority, when you fall, it is not because God made you fall. It is because you yourself fell from that standard God gave you. 
I've seen people, a lot of people, they come to abuse my anointing and they go. Yeah, abuse. Oh, I've seen it. I'm not joking. Abuse it. They think I'm a, a shower pastor. Literally, there was a lady who was, she went to the hospital and she called me. I'm talking about a year, two years ago. She called me. She said, Pastor, I saw you in my vision, in my dream. The Lord told me I should come to you, help me. I said, okay, come, I'll help you. I listened to her. I called her with my own credit. Listened to her for, for about six months. I counseled her. I prayed with her. The baby that was breached, I I prayed for her on the phone. The baby turned. She gave birth straight. And she gave birth on, on the Thursday. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's just by the way. But you see, she didn't invite me for the naming ceremony. She has senior pastors. Yes. I'm too young. But none of them were praying with her at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. In fact, the day she was in the labor ward and she, she collapsed. She collapsed. Eh? I was talking to her and the, she was eh, and she collapsed. And then I saw in a vision that the girl was going. I said, in the name of Jesus, I call you back. And I was in prayer consistently. My wife was asking, who is this one? Is she your church member? <laughs> yes. Oh. Me see, ABC and that intimate me and me deleting the number because me who the number be a no yao eba makumem intimate deleting. Say me nipo. I'm a human being. Should I lie to you? You want me to lie, Abi? Oh, nothing happened to me. It's a lie. Something happened to me. It hurt my heart. So you know, I deleted the number so that I don't have to see a number again. Yes. I'm just showing you. This is how a lot of people. This is how a lot of people behave. They behave towards God. We, we are ungrateful because we don't see God as our ultimate. So we have our own ways and means. We can do it on our own. When we are in need, we'll call on you. It's the same thing. Some people are chasing money, chasing money. Keep chasing. Listen, at the end of your life, you come to a point of saying, money was good, but it couldn't solve all my problems. Seek God. He will bring you everything you need. Now look at something. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, who, <laughs> we have left all and have followed thee. Um, now your question is about to be answered. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man. How many men? No. There is who? No. There is who? No. There is who? Let no man who is doing business ever disregard the man doing the work of God. Let no man. You don't have what it takes. You are shallow when you are laid on the balance. You are super shallow. You don't carry the weight of a prayer warrior in the church. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Yes. I said, I said don't let anybody sitting here Look at the people who man the prayer department of this church. And because you are fanciful in your small mind, you think that you are of a high status than anybody praying in this church. You have missed it big time. Because in the eyes of God, you 
you are like the reed. The wind will blow you anywhere at any time. No man that has left house. So whilst you are eager, by the time I'm 40, I want to build. I want to build. Who they see You will die and go. Your children, if you don't want to live in the house, they want to build there. Now who's the designs? Yeah, Papa, Mrs. Ayakwa. Who can they tie It's true, ain't it? Thank you. So when you see when you see yourself moving towards the things of this world, it's as though God cannot give you what you want in the Jiffy. Let me tell you something. When the children of Israel were crossing the Red Sea, where were they going to? The land of Canaan. To what, what was that land? The Bible says, I'll give you cities you did not build. Houses you did not build. Vineyards you did not plant. Cattles you did not raise. God is able to do that. Oh. Rest your case. Don't be focused on too much on your life. It's, time, it's good to work, but don't let your work take the place of God. Your work cannot provide everything you absolutely need in this life. I think one of the reasons why I put everything in the hands of God is because I've seen, in fact, when I was growing up, I saw a lot of things. I've seen people who were very rich, not joke rich, very rich, move from that high status to a very, very, very low one. And nobody knows how it happened. You just see, and, and when that thing is happening, it is, it is like this. Like in a flash. It happens speedily. By the time you realize, the person is just, hey, so what happened? So what happened? So, when it comes to God, when the Lord tells you to put your trust in him, it is not a mere thing. In fact, it is, it is a serious thing and it is a heavy thing because today you will have, tomorrow you might not have. So you, you don't have to depend on your riches. You have to let everything that is in you depend on God. Trust in God. Because, and, and I thank God that I saw some of these things. Because if I had not, in fact, I saw a rich man get one of his legs amputated. Looks like it was okay. The next time, the other leg too was amputated. Then things started happening. This one happens. This one goes. He loses this one. Then all of a sudden, he himself dies. And, and his children who, who were going to top schools, rich schools, now all of a sudden... They have to eat gobe. They are going to Saito. <laughs> they, yes, they are going to public schools. And they have to eat gobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. It will be rich when you know your level. <laughs> see, when the Lord change your level, no figure, no babak, no abide. Yeah. And and see, it it was so shameful. They had to leave the neighborhood. And not only that one, I've seen I've seen a lot. Yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. So, 
when when it comes to my relationship with God, mm. I don't deem it mere because anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen in this life that we are living. The only safety you have is God. The only man you can fully depend on is God. Wow. Nothing else. Hallelujah. You you can't trust your riches. You wow. can never depend on your riches. <laughs> Money comes and goes. So you see, our thousand CDs is like hundred CDs. Ten uh, Ten CDs. Yeah. Because <laughs> the demands of the day. <laughs> Even if you've not entered pleasure and luxury, the demands of the day alone. So, no value. So, so if you want to put value on your resources, the things you... You know, some people rely on a good job. Yeah. Don't do it. This company is stable. They have the they proven track record. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Hallelujah. Amen. So, now Jesus is addressing. He said, no one, no one, no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or I or lands for my sake and the gospels for my sake and what a lot of guys are running from the call because hallelujah so today when I walk they say you are looking nice so, so this one came from Kweku Shepherd Kweku This this one came from my brother Isaac Quino. So you are wondering, hey, also for Oniama or Toniama, Shelly. Because you see, I'm not afraid. I'm not worried because it used to be difficult for me to take things from people. When they are blessed, I say, Oh, Charlie, then the Lord told me, You are proud. You, you are very proud. I said, oh Lord, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. He said, of course, you are proud. You don't like the way I have said to bless you. You want your blessings to come in a certain fashion. You want to control everything. You are very proud. I know I'm talking to people here. You are very, very proud. <laughs> are you trying? <laughs> Okay, so you said first it is Felix. Now it is you. Okay. See, allow God's blessing to come to you the way he wants it to come to you. It can come in a way of... Anyway, I mean, don't limit yourself. It's like a pastor because I flew in the prophetic. Somebody cannot give me a prophetic word. You are proud. You are very, very proud. Don't do that one. You cannot control God's events and timings. Allow God to be God over you by controlling everything around you. You will not have cause to regret. I'm not ashamed. You want to live on gifts. It's just gifts you want to live on. God has said it that way. There's nothing I can do. Because I noticed that, I noticed that when I have, I have to give to more people than... Uh, that's how it is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I told you last week, the thing that hurt my heart, the Lord tell, told me, he said, don't think that because you are preaching, I will bypass the system that I want you to live by and bless you anyway. He said, if you like preach to the people, when they live by it, I will bless them, I will not bless you. He said, you, 
just as you teach others to be law abiding they should be faithful they should they should give you to give you to be faithful he said just as you see the blessing they too will see it now i said then what am i working for he said i pay you you don't determine how i pay you from that day no master you have spoken and please don't forget god is a king i said god is a what you can't approach a king hey party or it's not every time you accept that you didn't hear this one i say it's not every time when you when you are growing he would oh you can call him abba everything is cool but when he plunges you into a certain level and he begins to demand certain responsibility from you because of the deposit of wealth of knowledge that you have he will walk with you in a certain light you'll be shocked you think that ah is this god yes he is the same god called the gracious the ever loving the ever precious good god he's that one but you see he's dealing with you as someone he's brought into a realm of deep understanding so you cannot live any way anyhow now but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time in this time so please do we have hope if not, we are the most miserable. Shepherds, gatekeepers, Timothy class, there is a glory. I said 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 there is a glory. We cannot overemphasize this. There is a glory. There is a glory. Did you hear what I said? I said there is what? It shall come upon you never ever forget this i'm saying hallelujah now my wife please you can say it my love so, hundredfold yes talks about a perfect harvest mm. a perfect harvest a hundredfold talks about what a perfect harvest you won't plant and something will fall somewhere so and listen when you commit your life into God's hand, you notice that even your appetites begin to change. A lot of people, I, I, people who are driven by the things of the world and the beauty of this world, it's because the devil has got control over their flesh. So when he manipulates their flesh, it, it messes up with their minds concerning the things of God. But I'm telling you, if you connect yourself to God and tell him, God, help me, help me, help me, even your appetites, you begin to alter them to be right. You notice that you will not struggle to do the things you must do naturally you fall in love with the things of God. When we are mad about God, it's not because you pay two a year mad. <laughs> we didn't in ourselves just rise up to become what we are in terms of when you see fervency in us, when you see that we are faithful to the core and we are doing it. No, it's not because we have any power in us, but because we kept on yielding our lives to him. We say, Lord, it cannot be done on my own terms. It must be done on your own terms. I cannot do it by my strength. You must do it. If you don't do it, it cannot be done. If you don't do it, it cannot be done. So in today's teaching, two things have been addressed. The very life of one who commits himself to God. And the next one is somebody who is called to do the things of God or the work of God. Now, let me narrow it down to giving. Today is our seed. I mean, this month is our seed sowing month. And listen. As much as we have the seed sowing conference this month on the 28th, I understand that as Grace Army Church, I have instructed Felix that we must sow seeds. So we are going to sow seeds to five ministries. Four. Four ministries. 
So these four ministries, we too, we are going to sow into them now. Yesterday, the Sunday school went to sow seeds at uh, the orphanage. It was beautiful. The people, they know the routine. When you get there, they select a few orphans to come and stand with you. You give them the shoe, they put their legs in it, they try, then you take pictures and go and gratify your desires. I said, we are not doing that. The kids stood up and they started clapping. Have you seen an orphan who is sad when you are coming to give him something before? I've been that same place. I've been there twice already. Every time I go there, I get broken heart. You are going to do them well, right? Give them something nice. But when we go there to off, I notice that people are interested in their videos, selfies, pictures, and they blast it on the internet. He said, when this one does good to this, don't let this one know about it. So yesterday, when I said that the kids stood up and they started clapping, they were excited. I said, we are not going to take pictures with you. The things we brought it for you to enjoy. We are your brothers. We are your sisters. We came here to have fun with you. So let's do it that way. Then we saw a smile on their faces. Church, when it comes to giving to God, eh, you must not give because you expect something in return. Give and give your whole. Now, this seed sowing conference is channeled towards expanding the church. How? By starting more branches. By the grace of God, we have two shepherds who are fully blown, grown, that can pastor a church. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Praise Jesus. There are others who are in line, in training, in teaching. And I'll be doing certain secluded prayer times with them from time to time. But now, as we speak, this is what we're doing. Now, we need to start branches. We need money to get places, to get lands, to buy instruments, to get, to get chairs, pulpits, all those things. And to help them establish. Go and do it. Okay, and say. Nyami bechre, Debbie. My own me eradim fire soon chre. Hallelujah. Please, I want you to sow your greatest seed yet. Did you hear what I said? I want you to sow what? See, challenge yourself. Every time, no one more. Wow, ferry, would demand your miswa ferry in your own secret place. Oh, ferry, no one more. One more. Maybe be a wound to me more. Put it in an envelope. Seal it beautifully on 28th. When that the judge finished preaching, and either I'll make I'll ask him to call for the seed so he blesses us, or I'll call for it, then he'll bless us. Either ways, come rejoicing. Come with your seed rejoicing. Come and sow at the altar of God and let the Lord see that your heart is for Him. This was the problem with that guy. He didn't know how to give him everything he had because he trusted in his riches. He was comfortable in his riches. Listen, oh, how do I manage on 20,000 Ghana Sirida? Pimko in him. In the same place. So, there are no limit here 20 Ghana. Try here 21 Ghana city. Do you get my meaning? Do you get my meaning? Praise the Lord. Let's do this. 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 Let's do this to the group. Listen, you notice that I didn't mention only big. I mentioned small. The one that your hand and your heart can give, give to God. Let God be proud of you. Let God know that you are committed to his work, committed to his ways, and committed to giving to him. Because he's also 
about receiving from us. Praise the Lord. Now, with that being said, Susono, please have another understanding here. That when it comes to giving, I started by saying that if you don't hear God on your giving, chances are that the devil has blinded you and he wants you to be stagnant in your permanent position. But anytime God asks you to give, it means you are going through the door of death, thereby bringing about a new life. Hallelujah. So let's do this and let's see the hand of the Lord move in our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, everyone who has done all these things, you have all back houses and brethren and sisters and mothers. Hey, how can you have more mothers and more sisters? <laughs> and children. That one I can understand. And lands. That one I understand. With persecution. Persecutions. Persecute. I mean, a Christian should not say, I don't know why my life, people are always against me. Go and be something else. But as a Christian, you will have these things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So the persecution comes with all the good things God has for you. He said, in the world to come eternal life, now the last one. Let's go to 31. But many that are first shall be last. And the last shall be first. This is another great principle in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is a many shall be what? Uh, the first one shall be what? And the last shall be what? So be careful. Anytime you feel like you are in the lead. Maybe I know how I do my things. Everything is under Bishop. Oh, please be at it, but be cautious. <laughs> Whilst you are being sharp in yourself, be cautious. Know that the ruler of all things and all men is still on the throne. There's another principle in the kingdom. Let me just give you quickly. He said, He that has much or many more shall be given to him, but he that has not, even the little that he has, shall be taken away. That thing, I don't get it up to now. Isn't it amazing? Amazing. Those who keep praying, keep building up in God, but those who don't pray at all, they keep dying and die well, well. In money, it's the same thing. If you don't take care of your business well, you begin to lose and you will find out that you've lost everything. But if you keep giving to God, if you keep being serious with your business, if you are serious with what you do, you see that it keeps growing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Have we learned something today? Elova, say something before we, we ask questions. I feel like I should talk to uh, people who are in lack. Like, if wow. you don't have it, me have been in that position before. When you don't have money, that is where you protect the little that you have the most. <laughs> we had to learn it yeah. through the hard way. That even if you have 10 CDs, <laughs> out of that 10 CD, there's a seed in it. There's a seed in it. Because the Bible says that he gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. What it means is that anytime the Lord gives you money, there's always a seed in there. There's always a seed in there. <laughs> it doesn't matter how small it is. Yeah. There's always a seed. So... Even out of your little, you 
if you don't do it, you never come out of your lack. That one there, it is a fact. You can pray. If you pray, the Lord will give you the seed. But you have to sow it. If you don't sow it, you remain where you are. And it won't be God's fault. He expects you to know. Mm. That is why he says that lack of knowledge, my people perish. Meaning that in this our Christian work, we work with understanding. Mm. You have to have understanding. If you don't have understanding, you will perish. You wouldn't know what to do. So he expects you to know that what I have given to you, there is a seed in it. Sow it. When you sow it, that is where you begin to get out of that state that you are in. Mm. We had to learn it. We, we used to get 100 CDs. And that 100 CDs, sometimes it is for Adam's school fees. But we had to segment it. Yes. You pay maybe half of the school fees or quarter so that the child is not sacked. <laughs> then yes. you give. Yes. Out of that money. Because if you don't, where are you going to get your next source from? No, not source. Where are you going to get your next, yes, from? That's how you get out of it. So, little by little, when you keep doing it, you notice that if you give the Lord 10 CDs, the next time you will get 20 CDs to give. It keeps increasing. The next time you get 30 CDs to give. The next time 40. But it is dependent on you. Don't eat your seed. Wow. The seed is bitter. Yes. The seed is bitter. Okay, so she spoke about those who are trying to change their family's position in terms of resources, money, wealth, and those things. I, I just have a straight news for you. You cannot change your, your family's poverty. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Look at my nose. I say you cannot change your whole family's poverty. You can't. At most, you can change your life's poverty and change your brothers. Eh? Change the people who are very close to you. That is the truth. It's the truth I have to tell you. Now, when you begin to give, you can give on behalf of yourself or a specific person in the family. But how long can you continue to do that? And he who waters shall likewise be refreshed. So, when you keep sowing the seed, you keep sowing the seed, you are sowing the seed for your life. You are the one who will see advancement. You will truly see advancement. And the Lord is not going to bend the rules for you because he expects the others in your family to know that this is what he has done on the earth. This is how he wants everybody to be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I think that at this time, let's, let's, let me quickly say this before the question. If you have any question, uh, today, can we take six? Yes. Okay, please. Uh, uh, let me say it this way. If you are young here, on the 26th, don't say it's for them. No. I want everyone to sow. Even if your seed is as big as five CD, sow it. Please, did you hear what I said? My SS people, did you hear me? Did you? Will you do it? You will do it, right? I said, no matter the amount you have, give to God. Your life will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So please, if you have a question, let me see. And let's answer the questions. Please, anyone has a question? 
But Joshua said he has a question. You have a question? You can ask concerning giving, concerning what we've trusting God with your whole life, trusting Him entirely, and what to do. Uh-huh. Okay, so there are two questions. Start from here, then we'll go to the shepherd. Please, long press. Or Hello. Hi. Please, my question is... Yes, sir. Um, concerning what I've learned today. Yes. Total dependence and trust in God yes. for every single move yes. that you make. Yes. Does that mean there is no need to plan or probably have an insurance or I mean the things that we think maybe in case of emergency yes. these things will how do you balance these two okay. trusting in God for every single thing if I if I want to put my trust in God should I not invest I mean I mean insurance and those things how do you balance these two thank you, thank you very much um well, insurance, one of the insurances of this life is that whether I like it or not, you must insure your car. Nothing happens to you that you insure because their buyer will take the money and the companies, which I think is not fair because after a while they have to give you some money. Well, that's just by the way. Okay, so answering your question, now this is what I will say. In all things, acknowledge him. Do you have a savings account? Acknowledge him. You don't have a savings account. Acknowledge him. Now, this is what I mean by acknowledge him. For, you, said, you spoke about planning. As a church, as a leader of the church, I plan. I go to God in prayer and believe him to give me understanding in planning. So I plan the year's calendar out, what we shall be doing. When you don't plan, you plan to fail. That's why it's a, a lay down rule. Even all human beings know. But when you plan, then you begin to pray through the plans. Then when what the Lord wants you to alter, you can alter. You get it? But the ones he does not speak about, it means you should carry on with it. So the Lord gave you a mind because he wants you to plan. However, do not rely on your ability to plan. That one too is a weakness. A lot of people are sharp in their minds. So they think that by my sharpness, I got this thing figured out. And that one too is, is something that proves that you are not relying on God. Please, you understand me? So plan, but pray. It is this same planning and saving that made uh, that Nam one guy get some people. Isn't it planning? It's your plan of investment, isn't it? But if you pray about it, you notice that that is not the place to take your money. So do you get what I mean? Do you get it? Please, do you get what I mean? So plan. But don't plan because you just have a mind. Plan because after you have planned, pray on the plan. Lord, should I carry it out? If he says yes, if he says no, stop it. Aha. Uh -huh. Have I answered the question? Please. The, okay, the investment. Investments are good. In fact, that is why when you plant one seed, you get a multiplier harvest. Now, you may not understand it entirely, but let me prove a picture to you. Anytime I have given to God, I have always gotten a multiplied harvest. What does that tell me? Investment. Investment. It means that I can invest into the kingdom. 
and the kingdom is a sure way of yielding back to me a harvest so understand that that just as you can invest in a business invest in a treasury bills invest in your own let's say fund m fund or something you can also invest in the kingdom and i believe my god my god is surer than the banks the investment banks that what i can tell you for sure it may not come the way you want it to come because if you put it in the bank you will have to walk there and see the figures and write a check of what you want to withdraw do you get it but when it comes to god you may not know how it will come because it is he is not a god you can see but his words are sure you can see his words so when you sow according to you invest accordingly he will bring you back a yield so i would i always say i think i've said it before that I have two investments your monetary investment in banks and your investment in God. Let both yield for you. But me, dear, the Lord told me, don't put it there. Give it to me. So I gave it to him. So until he gives me some in his excess and I can go and put in the physical investment bank, right now my investment is in him. It's a fact. So for, it is not solid. Oh, mm, I know. I know. But you are sure of yourself in that bank. Or you're not sure of God who wakes you up every day to give you breath. Do you get the difference? Do you get what I mean? Listen, when you rely on God, it is total dependence. It's not half and half. Into who your investment? Because you skip it for 10 years. But you about 150 Ghana CD per so. So what did the say? I don't know. Is that an investment? 150 Ghana CD dividends is that an investment no you can't call that an investment <laughs> it is called what <laughs> you get it so it is that's how it is so we have to look at god's way properly and go according to god's way in jesus name please have i answered you now thank you so keep two investments one in god one in the physical bank but even the bank pray about it first what is thank you please shepherd was ready to ask a question I think I answered it right. Shepherd. Okay. Um, concerning Brian James' question. Yes. So we have people. Yes. Okay, me for example, my plan is when I start getting a steady income, yes. I want to start saving for my kids' um, university or college. Yes. So is that wrong? It's not wrong. It's good. It's very good. Do it. But pray about it before you do it. Because, listen. Please, can I say something here? Let's look at the whole picture. What makes you sure that after you use that investment to pay for your child's school, you even get a viable job? <laughs> I mean, look at the general picture. Don't be narrow-minded. It is... I'm easing pressure on my life. I'm easing pressure on my life. Is it? But when you, when you are done, would, that, would all that learning and investment bring a yield in the child? The prime optimus, the, the toppest of achievements that you wish that your child would have, would, would that child really exert that kind of excellence? Would they exude that kind of excellence? That is the question you should be asking. So you may have an investment for your child. It's beautiful. Pray about that one too. How should I do it? For you know, the Lord will tell you, look at this orphanage. Keep giving them 100 CDs every month. 
instead of putting it into your account for your child, keep giving it to that orphanage every month. Be led, be led. Keep doing it. You'll be shocked. That child, you may not have to ever pay for the investee, number one. Number two, that child will actually come out and will be top, will be at the top of every issue. Is that what I'm looking for? To pay? Just pay? It's not enough to just pay school fees. We know by now. I know discussions are going on. Your minds are hot. Okay, to add to what Pastor is saying, we are not saying that don't plan, don't invest, don't all. do all of that. But what we are saying is that don't let it be your ultimate source. Don't put your trust in it. Don't let it be your refuge, your, your security. Let God be your security in the fact that don't rely on mammon. If you, you let that one, the money, your investment, your savings, if you let that one become your security, then it has become your God. It is mammon. So that's what we are saying. At any point in time, if the Lord whispers to you that empty that account, will you be able you to do, do it? it? That's what we are talking about. So you, in, in as much as you have it, <laughs> is it your, your ultimate source? That's what we are saying. So if the Lord comes to you right now that empty that investment account, bring God to me. You see, that's where the problem is. So that's what we are addressing. Yeah. We are not saying that don't no. save towards your child's education. Don't have um, an investment account. No. Don't have a savings account. No. But don't let it be your security. Don't let it be your ultimate source. At any point in time, it is money. Don't let it rule you. Don't let it be your God. If the Lord tells you to empty it, be able to empty it that is the problem you see so that is the problem it's not like don't save don't do don't no but will you be able to empty it if not then that's where the problem is because god is not just opposing your love for your security against your love for him exactly it is a fact you cannot lie you cannot make it up. If it is in you, it is in you. If it is not there, it is not there. Church, I hope you understand what we are teaching. Come to the place of ultimate reliance on him. Come to that place. Now the question has come. <laughs> I want to ask. Yes. So, assuming you are believing God to... Let's say you need, let's say, 100 CDs by 26th, which is a 28th, right? Or you need it by the day after 28th, which is 29th. You need 100 CDs to, do, to, pay, a, to pay a bill on yes. that Monday. And you believe God, that God, all I have is this 100 CDs, which, which you know very well I'm going to use to pay that bill on the Monday after the seed sowing conference. Should you... And on the sun, on the Saturday, you've long like first of August, you set it aside that this is the hundred cities, or God even blesses you with that hundred cities, that this is it for the seed sowing conference, and He sees your heart that this is what you are going to use it for. Should you like Abraham? God has seen it and said that okay, I have seen your sacrifice that you are ready to give Isaac. Wakodru, but we're young. 
I don't know if you get that question. I do. Yes. Now, now do it yourself. Do it. So mine is actually the opposite. Of okay. I was going to ask that. Okay, learning about this. If I say okay, that's very strategic for me. I'm mm-hmm. going to base on this principle mm-hmm. and take advantage of God. God yeah. and any little thing I have. Knowing, okay, I'm going to set it up. Look, I have this. Now I need to buy a plane. Yes. But I'm sewing this for my plane. Yeah. Because that's how it works in God's yes. house. Without the heart, mm. it is just like... The mind, the mental. Yes, and the fact that it's a principle that I want to take advantage of. Will I also yield from that? Okay, so we started by saying that the people of this world practice this and they get blessings out of it so is it is it as long as the earth remains this principle will be in play now understand that so i've answered your question now so when you so well let me come back to yours so when you sow towards a thing you've sown towards a thing it is it will definitely reap a harvest uh-huh. just that know that we don't use 100 cities to buy a plane uh, i'm just saying i'm just saying do you understand what I mean? Because you can be in a certain time where you will truly use 100 CDs to buy a plane. But generally, we don't use 100 CDs to buy a plane. Somebody may be in their tightest of moments and the Lord will tell them, believe me for a plane. And how much do they have? 100 CDs. And the Lord said, give me your 100 CDs. At that time, it is their life. To you, it is small, but it is their life. To you, it is small, but it is their very life they have. And they can sow that 100 CDs. And that is the equivalent to the money for the plane. Do you understand what I mean? Do you understand? But somebody may be in a place where they have 100,000 and they say they are believing God for a plane. They'll go and sow 500 Ghana CD. Now, why I won't sow 500? No, 580 sow for plane. Because your heart, has, you are calculating, it's your mind. It's not your, your heart has not spoken, it's your mind. I, I, I hope you understand. Please, you will come. Now, let me talk to Kweku. Sacrifice. The Bible says that it's the Lord who stopped him. For the Bible says that he reckoned in his heart that the one who gave him that child was able to raise the child back from ashes. Not as a dead baby, but from ashes. Because no Do you understand? That is, it was a burnt offering he was going to give. So he reckoned in his heart that this man, he's this king, he's able to bring back human beings from ashes. Do you get what I mean? So, so because I know, I know the reason why we had to say that I can't stand and preach this message. There'll be too much tension. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is why we sat there. I told the lesson today. And today I want you to join me so we, we talk. Because see, to really give your money is to really give your life. I've always said this and I'll say it again. To really give your money is to really give your life. I regard people who are, people who call poor and yet they are givers. In that state, nothing good can be taken out of them. Nothing good can be, can be taken out of Be rest assured, those who give in that small place, they can give in high place. Never regard anyone who has and they make promises. Never. In this church, a lot of people from outside who are rich. Oh, I'll buy you drums. Before they saw it, we bought the drums. They, they, they came to the church. They came to see. They didn't say where. <laughs> rich people, a lot, not some, not, not all, sorry. Some, 
they will make promises because they know it's easy for them to do. But the heart to do it does not follow. And that is where the problem is. So the Lord was looking at the guy's heart. If you really want to give to God, kill yourself for him. He has more life than you can have in yourself. Did you hear what I said? I said, you, kill yourself for God. Put yourself on the altar. You, you will come back a resurrected life. You will never be that same life you saw. Never. Hallelujah. So Isaac was a dead man. When he was lying, he was already dead. In the heart of him, Abraham, he was dead. So God did not see him as a, a living boy. He saw him as a dead boy. Praise the Lord. So, if you believe God for 100, he gives you 100 to sow. Sow it. Besides, I told you last time, he gives the seed for free. Why? Because he must ensure that you too have the opportunity to sow. You know, it is, it is funny how when you decide to sow any time, there will be a need that will pop up. The, <laughs> not once, not twice. Every time you decide that this money, I'm going to use it to sow or I'm going to give it to God. Every time, something will pop up. And when that thing comes up, it is the exact same amount. So now, it becomes, must I sow or must I use it to do this? And that is where your trust for God comes in. <laughs> yes. 100%. I, I, I think um, last week or last two weeks, I, I was at that place. In fact, I had to sow the seed. I said, no, <laughs> this seed, I'm not sowing it. <laughs> this money is, is not going. <laughs> but when I was sitting down and I was having the impression, give, give, give it, give it. So I said, you know what? Let me just give it. So I sent the money. The shock of my life. I had the shock of my life that day. The monies I received that day. I give praise to God. <laughs> so that's what happens. Anytime you decide to sow, there is always a need. Please, please do. Oh, but I think you wanted to say something. You're okay. You're good. Okay, please give it to Madam. Yes. Like, um, so for most of my miss experience, yes. Then the money she received that day, yes. Now she has to keep putting it back where into sewing. Then the whole cycle becomes okay. Any money I'm getting, or I'm, I mean, I'm giving all because I want more, and I keep giving and then never spend. I don't know if you understand. I do. I, do. I get you. Yeah. Okay. So with this issue, in every in every harvest, there is a seed and there is a harvest for enjoyment. So you have to get it. So one of the ways the Lord ensured that for the children of Israel was through the means of the tithe. And understand, those people did not give because they loved God. It was under compulsion. 
But the people who really gave their tithe did not give because they were forced. That is why I don't want to force anybody. But just that I have said, if you don't tithe, you cannot be a leader in Grace Army Church. You will bring an evil spirit into the, our finance. <laughs> and then they may catch those straight. Now, putting that one aside, then we move on to this other issue. When you have a harvest, in every harvest there is a seed. I have, I have uh, planted a maize farm before. My grandma would told me, take the biggest of all, the one that blossomed the finest, has the biggest seed. Tie it and put it in a certain part of the kitchen and let it be there. After you dry it, let it be there. I think you also know about it. Then it will be there. When another season comes, he said, when you put it there, it is your seed for the next season. You always sow your best seeds. Because that is what yields the best harvest. However, in every harvest, there is this, there's the one for enjoyment for yourself. And there's the one that must be re -sold. So, in order to keep the cycle going, don't receive a thousand CDs. And just think of, blow, it will spoil the money. No. Once you get a thousand CDs, at least look between two to three hundred cities of being some seed money be that i don't know if you understand what i mean yeah. then the other 700 uh, go fish spoil them uh -huh. so you i'm teaching you to keep a cycle yeah of course you know the tithe you know the tithe is part so you put it aside then the rest you sow seeds uh-huh so it is tithes and offerings and seeds so when you do that you keep replenishing your basket you keep you will never be in luck because you never end the cycle of seed sowing he wanted to say something, Mr. Kwachi. Wanted a question? No, actually, it wasn't a question. It was more like okay. a testimony of, wow. you know, like, I mean, I know some people here know when she was talking about the plane. Yeah. I just see this for the plane. Yeah, you know. And, you know, yeah, I, bought a, I bought a car for 500 CDs. So, wow. it's something that the Lord is able to do. Yeah. But how you explained it, I mean, if you have $100,000 or something, yeah. and you say you're going to use 500 CDs, uh, <laughs> you can do better than that. Yeah. Um, but I think one major thing also, with regards to seed sowing, something that I learned, and it's basically about the moment you you're afraid to actually let money go then the money has a hold on you yeah right the moment you're afraid to let money go it's like the money has a hold on you and a lot of us we go to an area battling in your mind <laughs> and like Osofumami said but then when you're able to fall back and you're like yeah god gave me this money because sometimes too our dreams are bigger than what we have Charlie. like if you look at the money the thing that i actually want to do this money can't, can't do, it. do it so what's the point yeah. <laughs> right so yeah i think that's also something i wanted to 100%. share in terms of thought process and all yeah, of that yeah it's true 100 100 100 100 please the questions have been coming from this direction okay there's a question at the back i hope we are learning yeah. please don't be angry with me N no i'm speaking Please don't be angry with me. I want you to do well. Okay. I want you to do well. Yes, madam. When we struggle to release the seed, <laughs> does it nullify the seed? When we struggle to give. Yes. Even at the point of giving, you are still reluctant or you are still struggling within yourself. Does it okay. nullify let, let, the seed? Let me say this way. From the onset, this feeling is 
normal. <laughs> this really is normal cry. However, after you've seen certain testimonies, I mean, you should be rest assured. You shouldn't be afraid anymore. But let me tell you one truth. Uh, like a month ago, something like this wanted to happen to me. <laughs> no, t- two months ago, actually. So, okay, so when the kids reopen school, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do that, classes fee, and all these things. And when I calculated the money, it has reached everything. <laughs> but I knew that I had to sow a seed, which I have not yet sown. Hey, what do I do? I said, Lord, I trust you first. They've never sat home. They've never been sacked from school. They will never be sacked. I sow the seed anyway. Oh. A man decided I'm going to declaration mode. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Wherever my money is, I call it for. Hallelujah. Oh, that evening, the following morning, my account was blowing. Hallelujah. So, I, have, I, I used to have fear. So, that one day, it is normal. Especially when there's that constraint, that pulling, that thing. I allow it. It is normal. But after you've seen the goodness of God, it shouldn't be normal. You should now grow out of it. Hallelujah. And I've taught my kids to do it now so that when they grow, they don't find it difficult. I've taught all of them. The amazing thing, I never paid, I think I don't, I didn't pay a dime for Oye going to school. Because Oye, Oye sold all the seeds. But just that she said, a small girl, so when the money comes, hey, <laughs> hey, I know how to use the money. You get it. So at the end of the day, I didn't have to pay a thing. Everything came by itself and she actually i can say that by her own seat sewing she went to school got her first choice did the course she wanted to do got everything i didn't have to pay yeah so because i trained them that way so when you start training your kids they'll grow with it you get it uh-huh. so that's it hallelujah the media department they don't ask questions <laughs> Please give it to their leader. He has a question. Asafo, <laughs> please, I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so people can't sleep. Praise the Lord. Are we all good? Any other question? Felix, are you okay? How okay? You are very okay. Felix, empty that bank account. <laughs> I'm bringing you into the realms of God possibilities. Empty that bank account. Is there anything too hard for him? Empty that bank account. Empty that bank account. On the 20th, I say empty it. Felix, I didn't point, point anybody, only you. I say, Felix, empty the bank account. It's, it's not that much. Eh? Empty the bank account. I got to a place, I broke, I broke this resistance in my heart. I said, if I die, let me die. If my children, let them perish.
Yeah. I'm teaching you. I cannot. I have to tell you the truth. No, imagine if you are believe. You, you have to buy a land that is 500,000 Ghana CD. How much do you have? 3,000 Ghana CD. Wow, shame. Susua Hinabeto. Savings are. You need divine intervention. That is what I'm talking about. Divine intervention. I have seen people who sold their phones. Phone no Kurano. It will be obi obi rent. No the two of no more. My friend and I, oh ye invicta watch and or the two in church or the two more. I didn't say do it though, please don't do it, please. I'm not saying do it. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Tell you the truth. I, I may not know what to do with it. But but I'm telling you, people people have come to their wit's end. It is not working, Lord. I've tried everything. You are the one who can do so. Lord, do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We tried it first fruit. You remember first fruit? Yes. Did you live? Yes. Let me ask you. Check your account now. Can you tell me your account now compared to last year? How was it? How is it? Today is dry. Eh? It, your account is dry now than... Please, if you didn't have an account, you still don't. That's only the difference. But your life is better off. No, I want to be very, very sincere with you. People say, me know, you're very, very sincere with one another. So as it stays now, you gave your first fruit. You are not dead. You are here. You are alive. And 28, I want everybody to come. I want you to be here. I want you to come with your seed, with joy, with thanksgiving, or fullness of heart, knowing that you are sowing for a worthy cause. And listen, don't come, don't say, I won't come because my seed is small. I don't have, even if it is one seed you have, come. Let's rejoice and give it to God. I said, let's do what? Rejoice. And do what? Give it to God. On the 28th of this month. Hallelujah. We all prepare our, our seeds and we'll come and sow to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We can give it up for Jesus. God bless you, wifey, for, for assisting me. I think it has been good, isn't it? Oh, please give it up for her. Give it up for her. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can we, can we please be upstanding? Melefeno Sibeta. Owen to me no. We dia samanso ezwinku kunimdi oniwe yantu zewen to me no we dia samanso ezwinku kunimdi. Miss you went to me, no. We the answer, as I'm so. Yes, we.